There we go. New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Julie, New you Year's just asked if we have some. Mm -hmm. Do First of all, I think there's a camp of new people who they don't believe in them. Like they don't yeah. want to make the commitment. So that's the mm -hmm. resolution is like, I'm not making one. Is yeah, mine. I know it's like, some that of doesn't them. really count. Like play with the yeah. rules. Do, before I have an expose on me, um, do you have any, Julie? Um, being on my phone less when it's family okay. time. Okay. That's, like that. that's been a goal for our family more. Uh, we've been eating healthier this year. So that's one. Did you eat a... not healthy last year? Yeah. I'm very like, I swing from one side to the other. Like let's have oh. a salad and grilled chicken for lunch and then mm. let's eat ice cream and whatever for dinner. Like I'm very, like, I like healthy food, but then I also like everything. Um, I don't so we've got to buckle down. Ice cream for dinner is what my takeaway was not like dinner and then it, ice cream, but it, ice cream for dinner. Is the well, trick for you, Julie? I don't, I just don't have those things in my house. Like I can't eat them if they're not there. Yeah, don't be in your house in like four or five years. It's hard sure. with the yeah. kids. And then you start eating things you've bought for the kids that you don't even want. But for some reason you're going in the pantry and eating right. them. Or if they don't finish their waffles in the morning, you're like, I throw mm -hmm. this away or I have like half a waffle from three kids. Mm, yeah. No yeah. So that's, that's me. I have a few others, but how about y'all? I I always do like yeah. a word doc in my phone of like, personal and then work. <clears throat> and one of my favorite personals was I think for four years now, I've been trying to do the polar plunge and I did it. I jumped into a cold lake on new year's day. And so I was, there I was so proud you're of myself. Good for the year. Like, you're done. done. You're done. You're done. done. Mark it off. <clears throat> but yeah, sometimes in the past I've done like a challenge a month to myself, but, okay. um, I think it's, it's pretty consistent with my goals. I have a whiteboard over here for people who are listening, I can't see I'm angled toward my wall of like, um, there's a certain amount of blogs I want to write. There's a certain amount of books I want to read. There's a certain amount of other books I want to read. And there's a certain amount of speeches I want to, I want to give in my fun speech classes I do. Mm -hmm. So I think just that number improved and then, and then lining it up with other things. So anyway, yeah, January 1st done. done. So I already feel yeah. good about that. Yeah, you know, I I actually um this is my expose. I said that like I have this weird mm. list of giant stuff. I actually oh, I'm ready. So this gets this gets deep. We're getting really deep, everybody. Getting, <laughs> I need Dr. Phil. Um I have ridiculous goals, but I also need to realize I need to have be more content. This sounds like Red Church mm. right now. I need to be more content. It's in the Bible. Um, because I know I look at last year, I'm like, man, you missed it, bro. And then I look but I didn't, I don't think I did. Kevin, Mike, I'm just kidding. Um, but like, I look, I'm like, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this relationships, this, like everything moved in positive direction, but I still put the weight on myself. Like you could have done better. You could have, you, you really could have done better. So I'm struggling. I'm not struggling. I make this sound very dramatic. Like, well, what should my goals be being that I know whatever they are, if I hit them, I will probably still feel the same way. I probably could have done better. So it's like this weird dichotomy of like, do I have these big ones, which are a lot of fun to chase yeah. and they wake, they wake me up in the morning. If I have these goals where I'm like, I can definitely do that. Like, that's not fun to me and I won't want to do them. It's, it's a weird situation for me. I think it's the strategy also that that's coming to my mind when you're talking is the strategy to get out of debt. I know when I paid off my student loans, it was like, doesn't matter how much you have. Sometimes just pay off the smallest loan, even mm -hmm. doesn't matter you know, that you have to do little steps and, and get rewards. And so I think, I, I think that's with home builders too. They, they, yeah. 
Sometimes you see like this huge goal and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. But then you just do the math backwards and work backwards and you go, okay, if we have four months to get this done, here are the project steps we need to do. And I know Julie, you have a lot of experience with um, kind of come up with that for content. So I think I, I always tell my son that too, because he's like really into building these big Legos. And I'm like, I was like one small step at a time. So like this Andrew. one's 600 pieces. That means I'm doing it, son. <laughs> no, <laughs> it he's great. Matter. He, cause he, he goes step-by-step step, and that's what it is too, is like, you just break, this break step things down into small steps. And I, I think their uh, bigger goals are more achievable. And I think that was Jesse's like word of the year, right? Wasn't it like, like less, less. like less do, yeah. do I, more quality over quantity. This yeah, year. one, yeah, one, one overarching <clears throat> goal. It's not really a goal. It's just like a, um, realizing that my environment can have an influence on mood, motivation, um, and just distractibility for your head, especially in our home, right? There's really closing up any open-ended things like during COVID, you know, it's like, we're all bored out of our mind for some reason, which is really weird because us at DeConvert, we're always been remote. Like, why do we feel any different? We did feel different because you went to the store and you're like, everyone's looking at me like I'm gonna kill them or something. This is really strange. Like you stayed away from people. It was a really weird time. So I, a lot of people did home improvement projects. I think as like a reprieve from that, they got distracted into it. It was, it was escapism essentially. So I did like a fireplace, um, set up in the living room. That was, you know, um, what's this on my wall right here? I forgot what it's called. Shiplap. Shiplap. Except it's horizontal TV, fireplace mantle, and then like the electric fireplace at the bottom. Cause we're in Florida. We don't need real fireplaces. And it's like 99.5% done. I have like two pieces of trim to do, <laughs> which I see it every time. My wife definitely sees it all the time. <laughs> hey, when you gonna finish that? You know, I don't know. Maybe it's two hours worth of work, but there's little half a percent things Yeah. in all these little projects, probably even at work too. There's little things I have to do, but it's, you have to go back in time be like, oh, you have to really like make extra time for that versus trying to cram it into your normal schedule. So those I want to get rid of and then go and like, okay, there's little things that like, you know, we've been talking about doing this for forever, uh, which it sits there and then it takes away from like active thought, I guess, if that makes sense. Like it's, it's like waiting on you. Like, okay, that's waiting for mm -hmm. me. That's waiting for me. So really get rid of those things that are like waiting for you is a something I'm trying to do. I don't know if that's a New Year's resolution or not, but that's something I'm really, I'm much more aware of it now. Yeah. That that's I don't like want those things, things sitting there. Getting things done talks yeah, about that where you like have to use the mental energy to hold on to things if they're not. Yes. hundred percent. So with that, I bought this, um, I haven't got it yet, but it's called, um, there's this guy, I, I, I don't really know much about him. I can't even pronounce his last name, Jesse Itzler. Um, he's on, you see him on TikTok and some other stuff, but he has a big ass calendar. I said that word on the podcast, but it's every day of this year. And it's on like a four by six poster or it's like three by five, whatever it is. And so you could like, oh, here's the day. So get yeah. really granular, see your whole year. It's going to go right here in front of me. I won't be able to not look at it. So we'll see. I if think that, that was the. I think that was the thought process it. Bryce talked about on our team, also of creating post-it notes. Like you have to yeah. visually see goals sometimes, and I would. Mm -hmm. I used to do that in my marketing role. I, I would have things. You know, the world can be digital, but sometimes you need people to physically see what's coming next, and having yeah, like three mood board next steps things in your department, and you know whatever, di even digitally is like, here's what we're working on. Here's what's next, and making sure things get accomplished. Cause I think what you're saying is like time happens fast. So yeah. we might, so got to utilize the time cause that's the only thing you're, we're never going to get back for trying to accomplish right. our, our goals. There's like 400 country songs. that talk about time passing. <laughs> There's a one, what's it called? Next thing you know. 
Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. So with that said, next thing you know, this is welcome to episode 321. Really, 321? Wow, 321. I'm Andrew Peek, and with me today is Julie Jarnigan and Jackie Lipinski. Hi, everyone. Hello. We're here. That was that was a fun little intro. Let's, well, let's just jump into the story time. Julie, speaking yeah. of country songs, you got something about a truck. What's yeah, going on with a truck? husband bought a new truck. Oh, um, he's happy. So He is. Or maybe not. So it's, been, uh, it's been interesting to watch, like, the shopping process. When you're on this side of things, then, then you start watching the marketing and like what they're doing so it kind of started like everybody does like what's out there what's available looking at other people's trucks as we would drive by the dealership he would like have his eye and then go to the websites and start you know like what does this have and what do i want what does that have but the most interesting to me as far as like content was after he'd kind of narrowed down what he wanted he started seeking like that that validation, like people who weren't, he wasn't going to like the dealership website or the the truck manufacturer website to find stuff. Like he'd seen all that. Then he starts watching like the YouTube videos yeah. of like the things I've added to my truck and the things I like about it the best and don't like about it. And it's like, I think that's the hardest thing for builders because that's either got to be um, user generated content. So content that somebody else makes about you that's yeah. positive, hopefully, and not mm-hmm. negative, like thisbuildersucks.com. We don't want that. Um, or it has to be something that you create that's very authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you get beyond, you go through the step of the more marketing things we think traditionally that are on our websites and very polished. But then they go into this like rabbit hole of wanting to see what real people um, think about it. Yeah. So I was like, how do we... Um, either create more of that or share more of that. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if the salesperson he was dealing with was sending him this stuff that he found when they found out that, you know, he was a hunter yeah, and this that's pretty cool. specific thing was really um, a big deal to him because, you know, he's on the road a lot for that kind of thing. If they were sending them that kind of thing or knew somebody um, in a similar field who had this truck and this is why. And, um, you know, so it's not just generating it, it's having it generated, but also the sharing of it. Like how is it distributed and can we use it more? So it was just fun to watch him go through that whole process. That is interesting. You, and he, okay, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, do good. you think the, if, if let's say someone's looking for a house and now someone's toward the house and they're kind of on the fence, do you think that one, it's the user who obviously is searching out or two, should it also maybe be that salesperson be like, Hey, you told me you wanted this house because of X or you like this feature. And then, and then they're also sending you resources. That's maybe not associated with them. Or is, is there a balance or do you think that it should just be like, if someone is addicted enough to your product, they should be able to find resources online for that. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's both, but I think, um, I think, you know, we've talked a lot in the past about bingeable content, but there is Mm -hmm. like this certain space of time And it's not, it's just like a defined space where they just want to consume everything they can about that particular thing. Mm -hmm. And they don't only want to consume like the basics of what things are, but they want to see what it's going to feel like to actually live in that house or actually drive that truck or what problems they're going to run into. So it's almost that mid funnel content 
that needs to be more like deeper level. Like what is actually, does it feel like to own this, you know, to be a owner of this. And so whether it's being, or just us creating it, it's like, that's, that's gotta be out there and distributed somehow. Didn't we have a builder, I think together where they had amazing mountain views from their community and they Mm -hmm. were building the second floor and we're like, be great if you could take a video from the second floor or have someone on your team say, this is the view of the mountains you're going to see this. And when you wake up in the morning, so it's just also like, wow, I didn't realize that. Or obviously I toured at night and don't know what the sunrise looks like. Um, so whatever your creative things that can feed into their interests, um, I think, I think is always great. I think that's what the last couple of years has definitely loosened the reins on the flexibility to lean into that user generated content from, from people who are on your site or, or, um, you know, not everything needs to fit in this exact box. You should, you should try new things every year. Maybe that is what we were saying earlier, Andrew, regarding like goals for the year or what we're trying to achieve is like, get a little uncomfortable with creating Mm -hmm. content and and maybe it's not up to a hundred percent what we as marketers would love it to be brand wise, but is it solving the content problem or, or feeding the interests of a potential buyer, like lean into it. Yeah. So the, yeah, there you go. You just inspired my goal for me to cast out to the whole builder world. This mm-hmm. is on Jackie Lipinski. What I'm about to say, I'm right. just her mouthpiece for what, what she's saying. She's like, what are you going to say? Um, kind of like, don't stop making safe decisions. Mm. Right. But and that thing about content, like any content you consume, any content you talk about is done in a way that's not middle of the road and safe. Yeah. Anything you remember. So everyone, like Julie, you're talking about your husband buying a truck. Um, there's, I'll, I'll use some like psych psychology terms. Like there's this hyper fixation phase where he's receiving yeah. all this positive energy chemicals in his brain, dopamine, excitement, excitement, but he could be easily swayed in both directions and, and almost offended. It's cause you're volatile. So imagine you're in that phase where you're like fixated on like, I would got the, I want to pick the best floor plan. I want to pick the best builder, et cetera. And you come, come across this TikToker. His name is Marshall. Um, find him online. I won't reference his thing, but he he's recently been going after a big public public builder. And imagine you found that piece of content and he does it through comedy. It's really, it's, I think it's hilarious. He talks about tools. He has like a classroom with like DeWalt, Milwaukee, all these different brands. And he talks about their talks about like why one is better than the other, but he does them as if they're people, their personalities like, well, this one's not that smart over here. And that's like, right. Or whatever it may be. So they get this content and then they're influenced by it. So either we can influence or we could let like Jackie said, the user generated mm-hmm. content influence it. But if we're not saying anything that is interesting, we're like PBS or N- NPR. Sorry if you listen to PR, you know, that's super exciting to you. But typically it's not super exciting or C-SPAN. There we go. It's C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. Like who wants to put on C-SPAN? Like 5% of the world, five, half a percent. They want to put on the drama. They want to put on something of interest. So if you're making content that is C-SPAN, they'll turn it off and find this weird guy on TikTok named Marshall that's making skits about builders. And that's what they'll, they'll be influenced by that, which even yeah. if it's 100% incorrect, I think that's what they'll take away from it. Julie, what did, what truck did you go with? If you don't mind sharing. I knew you were going to ask this. I need to know because well, he uses his truck. He's like, I don't know. He legit it's a GMC uses it. and it's a diesel and it's really big. <laughs> 2500 Sierra. He's got that Duramax in there it. with the no, Allison no, transmission. I knew you were going to ask and I <clears> like, I don't know. I rode in it for lot. the first time ever yesterday. So I don't know. Sound good because he he legit uses it like as uh, a yeah, truck. Yeah, he drives to Oklahoma, from Louisiana to Oklahoma many many times a year to go hunting, and then you know stuck in the mud, four wheel drive. You know, it's just like he 
yeah. he's hard on his yeah. trucks and he's a content creator so he he creates mm -hmm. content so this is yep. up his alley like that's we need to get him on you should interview him <laughs> on interview here. that would be so much fun uh, jackie how about you uh talking about time flying today it'll be a week late three anniversary at do convert so yeah, yay, yay. Congratulations. Uh, only 45 more until oh, you're released <laughs> so my contract is is free yeah and then they're working your contract for, i know it's it's been great it's funny it's like i was like three years that, that it, it's been pleasant so this is not also like a we're great but i just thanks thanks for having me thanks for listening and and i love being a deconverts and man time flies but my real story other than that is um i last week i had a I had a builder ask me about unique questions and I didn't know how to answer them, but I decided to reach out to, I used to do like multi-family apartment marketing, ask things lightly. And I had an old friend in the industry. So I, I, I was like, Hey, can we have a 15 minute conversation? I want to pick your brain. And for the record, I did ask permission to share the story. Cause I was like, that's great. There Is this go. okay? That sounds good. Consent. Um, so we, we were talking about just like little weird improvements or, or things that happen in an industry that can influence other industries. And one thing he told me that I was like, oh, I love to share this with builders is that, um, you know, they, they were really struggling as a company to get feedback, to improve and, and learn what they could do better. And they decided to one thing changed and the text message update that went from, Hey, we'd really love your feedback. Um, feel free to leave us a review. That was pretty generic. They just updated the text <clears throat> saying like, we're going to plant a tree or a native plant. Um, as part of each and every Google review we receive, we would be so thankful if you can click the link below and leave your feedback and help us and the environment improve. And with that singular change, he said that it was uh, doubled from over a hundred reviews a month to 200 reviews a month Thank that they were getting feedback on. And so sometimes it's, you know, people look for, I think that's what you're saying too, Andrew is like, what big, big, huge change can we make? And sometimes it's like little incremental changes where you, you have heart and add the human element into yeah. marketing content, your messaging can have a bigger positive impact than, than you might consider. So, so try new things, AB test, experiment with stuff, but, but that was great. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. He knows yeah. who he is. And, and uh, I, I think to add to it, I think that's not, like I said, like stop making safe decisions. Yeah. I think that's not a safe decision. Imagine you're like, you're, you're meeting with your boss. Go out and plant the trees. He was even telling me, he's like, like, we're struggling to keep up with how many trees we have. At the apartments now. or they like sell somewhere. Not at the apartment. They, okay. they, um, they, as a team go into the forest and plant the thousand or Amazing. so trees a year. So he has to, like, crazy. like we have to coordinate a date. It's becoming. So it's like, kind of a pain. Like it sounds like imagine telling like Kevin or Mike, like, hey, I got this idea. <laughs> if yeah. we do this and then I want to plant a tree and I don't know, the Ozarks would be a lot of fun because they need more trees in the Ozark. But I don't know about that. But like wherever it may be, you're like, no, let's just word it differently. Or maybe we like five dollar Starbucks gift card. You can't even get mm -hmm. anything for five bucks. Exactly. Like that's safe. This is like, well, let's just see what happens. Like, let's go. Yeah. This is yeah, you're not committing to overly, you're helping the environment and you're helping yourself improve and, and yeah. addressing that. And so I think that just clarity of what you're trying to achieve yeah, together awesome. is is great. So wanted to and share that. They need, they need to make content of them on their tree planting days exactly. as well. <laughs> and then I'll Easy. say, 
we have planted X amount. We've improved. Mm -hmm. This was due to this. And, and it keeps feeding the, you know, it keeps getting bigger and bigger each year. And, and obviously, um, as local builders and it's a local company to Washington, Mm, you can really, yeah, you, you really like lean into, you know, we're, we're working to improve in this area where we exist and and we want you along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah, That's fun. So mine is, um, it's full of drama. It's, it's also, there's, it's kind of two things in here. Is anyone kind of, I can't ask the people listening because they're listening right now, but like shake your head, hit your steering wheel, whatever you want to do, like kind of burnt out on social media. Like I'm, I'm kind of over it minus Mm -hmm. people making content that is happy. It's funny. Um, I guess that's really kind of educational in some way, like something that is of value. The rest of it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like why is Instagram on my phone? Why is this on my phone? Why is it like, I don't know. I'm just kind of, or like, I don't know. Like I'll enjoy people, real life, human connection, all that stuff. Like that's, that's there, but I'm, I'm just seeing more and more. I'm just, I don't know. I'm in a weird phase with all of it. We probably all, th- all go through it at some point, but I'm like, mm-hmm. eh. I think, I think I for, for a lot of people who, who continue it or, or don't know, I think more and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening to this, right. But it might be FOMO. Like you have a fear of missing out if you do delete it. And there are unique benefits. Like I love my Facebook buy nothing group because I have two five months. I'm like, here's on a three month close. Like someone, t- if it'll help someone, like I want to have yeah, that's awesome. build the community and there's not another product to. It's like, how you reach people that void. Yeah. I guess it's, it's, <laughs> so that's, that's like the first part. The second part is, um, there's this guy, he's a, I don't know what he is. Realtor, realtor, trainer, something. Do I say his name? Don't say his name. I don't know. I'm going to say his name. Jared James today. He he puts these videos up. And this one is a rant of him essentially saying, do realtors make too much money? What do you think? Then he goes on, like any small business, da 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 all this stuff. And he kind of lists this thing where like, realtors actually should make more money. You mm-hmm. should actually buy your realtor a cup of coffee at Starbucks, whatever they want, venti, grande, with all the substitutions. It's a $12 drink. And ask them, how do you succeed so well in your business? And you deserve more money. I'm like, who the beep? <laughs> like, this guy's nuts. Like, I'm so confused. And I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, understanding different businesses. Like, I know many business owners. Like, we all do, especially you get a marketing. You, you just get connected to lots of different people. I'm like, okay. Like, there's really, what's the cash flow management of a realtor? Uh, okay. What's the, what leases do they have compared to a retail store? What insurance that like, I'm just looking at, it, I'm like, this is not the same. And so he has a, multiple other videos that just go into like, woe is me. Realtors have it so hard. We actually should make a lot of money. So we could buy the homes and neighborhoods that our clients live in. So mm-hmm. we understand the community. So if they could afford a $5 million house, we better get paid enough to buy a $5 million house. So we understand what that community feels like and we could sell it better. I'm like, this guy's nuts. And what's funny, it's like, it's very, it's, this is why I hate social media a little bit right now. It's like, is he doing this because it's genuine or is he really doing it to get, it's almost like comment baiting or engagement baiting. There's people yeah. on here that are like, you guys are ridiculous. Half of people work from home, do not work from home. We all work from home, but half of people sit at home and then you get a showing alert and you put something nice on, you go in your Mercedes lease, you do this, 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 and you work three hours a day, four days a week, whatever it may be. So I'm, I'm being a little rude to be like, make the point. And there's others where like, no, I work six hours a week that I don't have weekends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, everyone has choices in life. Um, so if, if you don't want to do that anymore, like maybe, maybe jump out, but like this content, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like, I shared in Slack group. We were, we we're talking through it. I'm like, this is, this, this is terrible. 
So that's my story is like, I think he knows who his smallest is and he leans into what obviously people who digest his content maybe want to hear. Or like you said, like mm-hmm. you're, you're starting a conversation aggressively potentially, but, um, but it is those maybe, maybe to have those starting conversations, you know, you need these extreme views. So I, yeah. I watched it. I won't give my opinion, but, um, I'll see. It's safe to I'm just I'm like, time. Well, <laughs> I am time. not his market. I am not who's trying we to not. messaging. It's, so I think it's safe. <laughs> That's what word of the day is safe. Hmm. I think it's safe to say it's a, it's an immature viewpoint of business to claim those claims for what is typically a single individual with very low overhead and they are a salesperson. Um, to claim that that is an equivalent to other businesses and you mm-hmm. should take advice from such such person, which is mildly beef with it. I'm like, mm, talk to a, someone who started a home builder company, how much capital they needed, how much planning they needed to buy home sites, manage trades, keep them paid, loans, interest rates from banks, like that's business. Yeah. Not did I get my commission. I have the article, but I think, <clears throat> and we don't have to talk about this further, but I think this year, like NAR agents, it was like the first year there was a decline in registered real estate agents too. So I think some people have they hung it up. They, they hung it up this year. So we'll have to, we'll, we'll track that. Let's end my spiciness on that one. So let's, uh, let's go on to the news. This first one. So Microsoft rolls out a new AI tool that generates instant banner ads. This one's complicated to like truly understand. You had to click on this link to that link to that link. Did y'all get to the bottom the video. of it? I got to the video. Did you go to the second link? So I went to, well, let's see if we all ended up in the same spot. That's how confusing it was. What was your summary of it, Jackie or Julie? You're the one who No, I feel go. like I watched the video, so I don't want to like. Oh, you're like, I got the truth opinion. on it. Yeah. Julie. Yeah. So what I understood was that AI, you're going to be able to just put your URL in and AI can take the information from your the URL and create that banner ad. So it doesn't have to be created by a designer. And then you have a little bit of control and can guide like what the main keywords are or, and you get final control. Personally, I'm skeptical about all this. Like we've seen enough AI promises that then when you actually go to use it, you're like, eh. So in theory, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well that sounds cool. But like instantly I'm like, that's not gonna work. Unless I'll have to see it to believe it when I read it. And and, yeah, Jackie, you know everything about it. So my guess on what, what I gathered through it is, um, so it's technically, I believe it's under a product called promote IQ. You can't just sign up for it. You're like, you just, you, you're buying into this. So it's not from, I would say 99.9% of people listening. We're never going to see this thing ever for us. Like we're not the market. Cause we're not one. I hope no one's spending that much money with Microsoft. Um, and if you are, I really want to see how you are spending that much money with Microsoft with Bing. That'd be super cool to see what's going on. Um, so I'm like, eh, okay. Like it, it's not really for our type of business. It seems like it's more retail, yes. larger retail using promote IQ. And then also with like an omni channel element, omni being everywhere, omnipresent everywhere, omni. Um, so I'm like, oh, this, this is neat, but I have my skepticism. Like Julie, like, is it actually going to be the best ads or just like a quick solution? Cause she could tell chat GPT, write an article about the yeah. top 10 marketing challenges home builders have in the United States writes it and you're like, oh, that's cool. When you read it, you're like, well, this isn't really it. So Jackie, bring us to the truth. 
Well, I think what also happens is people, and, and this is why I wanted to talk about the article today, because it's the beginning of the year. People, we always say, try new things, try different things and look at different solutions. So they, they might be trying unique things like this, but I think what a lot of people get wrong and, and, uh, the book, I think Kevin and half of our team is reading or read by now called same as ever, um, by Morgan Housel. I don't know your last name. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> it talks about like, there's no hacks. It, you, you yeah. things are, things are going to be, they need to be hard to be successful sometimes. Like we can streamline things to a point. And I think that's what they're saying. Like we can streamline stuff that maybe you don't need to be 98%. You just need them to be 50%. And that might be good enough for a yeah. small company. And this might be the solution for, but I think for people who genuinely know how to market and how to create ads and think about strategically ad creation and what should be in it. Um, I don't know if this is the right tool, but it's going to be, I think more tools like this are going to be popping up throughout the next year. So kind of putting ads there for builder partners and, and builder marketers is like, it is something that exists. Humans are still better at it. Take a look at it. But, um, but what they're actually saying in the video, if you, anyone looks at the links in the show notes, is they take, they have this link, it pulls a picture of a couch, it grabs the picture of the couch, it changes the background of the couch, and then it can create different like versions of that ad depending on where you want to Like Ikea, imagine Ikea doing Mm -hmm. that. Like they have perfect photography. Yeah, It'd be amazing for them. But maybe, like I I love what you said, things need to be hard, which is, um, yeah, same as ever. It's on Spotify. If you're paying for it, you get like, I forgot how many hours of of books Mm -hmm. um, per month, but yeah, I'm trying to think what in life has been easy that actually is worth doing sure. or like successful. Like really, yeah. is there anything, anything hard is where the success is. Um, that's, that's for sure. Um, let's see here. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, business insider. This one did it load for me. Oh, where'd it go? Oh, okay. The title, the title is so negative. I thought like it was just this, that's what it is, but it's what it is from business insider. It's our fault. You feel bad about the account, the economy. This one's pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. And I think we talk about this quite a bit on the podcast because we'll get an article and we'll be like, no, the headline is a little over dramatic. Like they're trying to get clicks on this one. So that's what the article is saying. It's that the media has actually influenced how people feel about the economy right now. And there are people feel more negative about the economy than it even actually is. And a lot of that in their research is tying back to just clickbait and what media is saying and how they're making things um, out to be worse than they are. And that's yeah. how it's been with us. A lot of times we'll read an article and once we dig into it, the the headline's not quite telling the full story, yeah. but they need that to get attention. Um, and I thought another interesting point in the article though, people feel better about their local economies than the national economy. And that's probably because they feel form more familiar with what's in their backyard. Mm. They can really feel the effects, you know, see what's happening with their neighbors. And then they just have to rely on what they're reading or seeing or hearing about national economics. And so that's, that's where there's more skewed data or skewed information. And remind me if I'm wrong, it's, is it Zonda who tracks news article headlines to, or uh, I think it is, sorry, if you're listening, I apologize if it is. Something housing. But there um, is there is a, a company, maybe it's Elman. There's a company that like tracks what is happening in the headlines because 
Um, sometimes, you know, we can look at data, we can look at charts, but again, that human element yeah. and our emotional beings mm-hmm. that live inside everyone that don't make rational decisions have a lot more influence sometimes of, of what we want to do. Even if news articles are like, the economy's bad. It's like, well, I just had a kid and I need a house. So I'm going to buy a house or vice versa, where it's like, now's the worst time to buy it. It, it can make you see that. And then not have, um, like you're saying with the car, Julie, like I want to feel good about my purchase by knowing other people feel good about the purchase. And if the news is telling me I shouldn't feel good about the purchase, but I want to feel good about the purchase, like there's going to be some conflicting emotions happening there. So that's my take on it. Agreed. Yeah. Mine was like, I read it and I was, I think maybe I was in like a little bit of a mood when I read it, but I'm like, well, duh, like negativity breeds negativity, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the old, the old quote. Um, that's just the way it is. There's, there's this song by NF who knows NF. I think Julie definitely does. Um, Julie, well, um, (laughs) it's, it's a song called the search and it's really interesting because it's, very introspective, but I think it's true for everybody because we're all humans. We all have our days. We all have this, but mm-hmm. essentially talks about like self-talk. If you're looking at yourself all the time, you're like, you're not good enough. You can't do it. No, you can't do that. Like you, you haven't learned that yet. You're not going to like, it's just what it is going to be. But if you like have this like arrogance of confidence, like just like I could do whatever I want. Cool. You'll probably be more successful in whatever you're trying to learn or versus this negative outlook on it. So that's, I read this. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, if the news is always negative. And I think about people that have typically they listen to less media, uh, less news sources, and they have really strong feelings on things. It's all negative. And so their outlook on life is very mm-hmm. negative. Everything is broken. Everything is this person's fault or that person's fault. And I'm like, that bred a whole culture of society because of negativity. And here's the same thing. So be pot, be a positive builder and that, yeah. but I mean, be rational too. If it interest rates are nine and a half, and you're like, this is the best time to buy. And you're like, well, or maybe it is, maybe it's the best time to buy. Who knows? But I think there's, there's like I a think, balance there. I think the quote from, from the book was prepare like a pessimist dream, like an optimist where it's I like, like that. That sounds good. So everyone yeah. read that. the glass is half full. Mm-hmm. The next headline is positive. That's yeah. good. Maybe we're going to get more positive. Headlines. Yeah. Like, let's go positive. Yeah. <laughs> this is from redfin.com. Housing market update, home buyers monthly payments dropped to lowest level in nearly a year, bringing back some house hunters. Um, so I'll read like the, the subline. The median US housing payment is down nearly $400 from its October peak, enticing some sideline buyers to get back in the game. So that's nice. And that was taking the average, um, that was the average mortgage rate and then the average selling price and just what would be the mortgage. So that's down nearly $400. So I think there's a chart that um, NH- NAHB put out that showed like the number of people, if the interest rate went up 0.25, half a point, a full point, how many people would now be out of the market just based on affordability, mm-hmm. like their debt to income ratios and all that sort of thing. And you're like, oh, this is, there's now more people, like legit, there's more people. It's not even like, oh, we're just making this up. No, there's X amount of million more people. I need to find that chart because we could probably give you that real number. I'm sure it's, let's say it's a million people. Sounds good to me. A million is a good number. Well, I mean, we see it in our home builder data dashboard yeah. where you know we we tell right builders up. we go and then you know the the chart is kind of trending down trending down for interest on websites and conversions and then right after the christmas and, and new year it sh- it shoots up and so we're, we're seeing that and if anyone <clears throat> also you know you don't have access to that data um sometimes i'll just go into googletrends.com and search homes for sale and zoom out yeah. and you can see 
the trends that are happening within Google search as well of, of like, oh, that is the trend of what we're seeing. And, and now that more people can potentially qualify, obviously there will be more people and capturing them in spring sometimes is extremely valuable. So don't, don't miss any opportunities right now to try and capture those people interested. Um, cause I think that's what has happened. Like a lot of people last year, maybe waited too long. And then October peaked and people went, wow, I'm completely out. And now that they're down again, people are like it, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that this is still lower than October. So if I'm going to make a move, I need to make a move fast. So what's really interesting. I feel like this could be like print this thing out. If I was a salesperson, I would try to sell with, with some rationality even though the initial decision to buy a home typically is <laughs> irrational. It's mm -hmm. ego driven, it's emotional driven, whatever it may be, but that it's, there's some strong emotion behind it. There's a chart towards the bottom where it's the median sales price and it shows 2023, 22, 21, and 2020. Every March, the median sales price increases for the past four, I guess four years, four years. So history typically repeats itself, just the story is a little bit different. So chances are, if like right now you print this thing out, it's like, hey, rates are six, 6.0 or six, whatever, 6.1. For the past four years, March through the end of the year, prices only go up. Now only be one, two, three, 4%. But what if rates bump up a little bit? They're like, well, what if rates go down? Then you refinance in a year or two, but you're locked in at a lower sales price and you could later you know, refinance if, if rates drop low enough to for it to make sense. But yeah, that I, I've never seen that chart where it's stacked like that, where it's very obvious, like the prices go up in March, past four years in a row. That's yeah, cool. check it out. Check, check, check it out. Last one from Zillow Media Room is interstate movers chased affordability in 2023. Is anyone shocked by that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Some people are so still like, they, they want that house and there's still some flexibility that allows them to, to change and to, to get what they want. So yeah, uh, you know, it used to be, I think so national and now it is more specific to, to areas. So that makes sense. Let's see, where did they go to, um, Olivia, who is the best and is, um, listening right now on the podcast. She's like, what does Ian say? <laughs> she loves the Midwest. Did more people go to the Midwest or Florida? I'm trying to find that data. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure which, which one it is. There's a competition. <laughs> Who has the best food? You know, we should do a, a deconvert tour. So let's see. Zillow's predictions for the hottest markets. There's a lot of Midwest in there, depending on where you count kind of Midwest-ish. Eh, um, a lot of Ohio and then kind of East and then Florida, Orlando and Tampa. So really East Coast is going to be hottest markets for 2024, according to, to Zillow. But Buffalo, New York is number one. Hmm. They get like oh. six feet of snow, like all the time. I've, I don't know if that's true or not, but that sounds like something in Buffalo, New York or Rochester. It sounds really cold up there. Come down here to Florida. We need you. Do you, do you do need more you, people in Florida? You know, if there's Seems more like people, have a lot of people. In Florida here's, right here's now. the thing. Um, <laughs> as a real estate investor living in his only real estate investment, our, our home. So I could, you could shift that around. Right. Um, the more people here, the more demand for our homes. So okay. the housing prices should go up. Okay. That's, that's good. Right. There we go. I'm that's increasing my investment. The more people here, the more restaurants we get, the more things we have to do. If it goes the other way, that would not be a good situation. We'll mm -hmm. have less things. So I, I view it as good. I don't need to drive. I don't have a commute, so I don't really care if the traffic's 
Yeah. Yeah. Miserable. It is what so it you, is. So you can move to Midwest. What you're saying? I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to Columbus. Actually, Columbus was nice. I've been there a few times. I. That. That sounds. That's a fun little spot. But I don't want the snow, so I'm not. I'm not doing that. Let's see. Well, that's it for the news. Let's move on to our current favorites and or hates. Olivia's talking to us. What's that say? Ohio, <laughs> Ohio. with the acronyms. Um, <laughs> the only thing I know about Ohio is Buckeyes. Aren't those those peanut butter, um, little oh, chocolate yeah. peanut butter things, mm-hmm. desserts? They have a football team too. Something about Buckeyes, I think, right? That's that's there as well. Um, Julie, current yeah, favorite? Yeah, so I tell you, we've been eating a little healthier, but my new upset, do y'all get like obsessed <clears throat> with one food for a little while? Yes. Yeah. Every day. So we'll my latest out. is that I now make pancakes with nothing but three eggs and a banana, like no flour, no anything. You just blend up three eggs and a okay. banana. What's the texture like? Pour it on the, um, it's a little eggy, but it doesn't <clears throat> bother me for some reason. My husband's not a fan. Okay. But okay. I'm obsessed. I eat banana pancakes with just three eggs and a banana all the time right now. I know I get sick of them eventually and never want to eat them again. But that's Probably. my current weird food syrup thing. On there, like some some type of a syrup. A little, little tiny bit of syrup, just but mostly like, I put a little, little butter. Yeah. Yeah. But and I I feel like Kevin won't approve of this because I, I feel like he's a pancake him. purist. And I yeah. think he'll be against my banana pancake plan. But I'm all for them right now. They're my favorite. <laughs> Man, this sounds like something who someone who does jujitsu would eat that for sure. Like, yep. There you go. My protein. I need it. Very tasty. That sounds sounds good. I need, so three eggs and a banana. That's all. Three it is. eggs and a banana. Blend it up. Put it in a skillet. That's so simple. Okay. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> fall apart a little bit. You got to get practice flipping. Uh, you got to be you know, a good flipper. When it's in your mouth, it falls apart. So like, yeah. what's the what's the difference? It's either yeah. on the plate falling apart or two seconds later, mm-hmm. it falls apart. Jackie. Uh, favorites Legos, but <laughs> won't go into it anymore. That's I it. Love it. Uh, but least favorite Samsung Ooh. and don't come after me, Samsung, but I dislike you greatly. I hate Everyone Samsung. Oh my gosh. My, about a year and a half ago, I dropped a spice jar on the stove and it cracked my induction oven. It still works, but we knew that one okay. day it was going to go out. So this wasn't something I didn't expect. <clears throat> so it cracks New Year's Eve. Water finally penetrated enough air and smell something. And now the oven and the stove are gone. Mm, They're done. Fun. So, um, so now I have to wait three weeks for an oven. It's been fun. Also, Julie, I I'm eating out of camping stuff. That's all I'm sorry. Um, you get to camp every day, but I have a Samsung fridge. Great. It is icing up and the oh, ice no. breaks every day. It, oh, no. I have a Samsung dishwasher where I basically have to do my dishes every day twice. And I now will have an LG oven that okay. hopefully I will love, love, love. And I'm slowly moving out the other products, but man, I think some things too, is like when you're talking about content, like I moved into this house and they existed. And now that I have lived with them, I feel like I want to do a video of do not buy this here are the reasons not to buy this. I would never recommend this fridge and, and certain content. So sometimes you can have a good experience. You're like, I don't need to do anything. And sometimes such a negative experience can make you go, everyone I know, never buy this again. I I will be against Samsung for the rest of my life. I feel like we hear that all the time. Samsung appliances. Yeah. Just say no. Who's that? Nancy Reagan? Just say no. What do you got for us, Andrew? (laughs) Not, not refrigerators. Um, it's, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's a love hate. So like six weeks ago, we have a hot tub, like we use it all the time. And it's always 
102 degrees. Like it's always ready to go. And I'm like, man, it's not cooling. And then I had some error that was like low flow, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, that's not good. Then I see that it's taking more power, like on my little app. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna shut it down, drain it, nothing to worry about it. Like it was before Thanksgiving, da da da. They came out two days ago, or today, Thursday, yesterday. They came out on a Wednesday. Take a look. They're like, well, it's not this. It's not that complicated. There's a pump to move the water. There's a heater to heat the water. And there's all the control mechanisms to make it all talk. So pump's great. Checked it. Heater, almost brand new. That was replaced under warranty. It's good. Like it's heating up. Like you, you could test it. So the next thing is like, well, I'm just going to replace this thing. It might or might not be it. Your warranty expires in two months. So either give it a few months. It's the price this right now, or the price out of warranty is this. It was like this, like for the part was like 600 bucks under warranty, about 1200 out of warranty. Like they give, they're, they're a cool company. They give everything at allegedly, allegedly at cost if it is under warranty and then they mark it up, you know, to make money on it out of warranty. So I'm like, oh, that's a good sales pitch and slash like trap me in the corner type yeah. of situation. I'm like 600, 1200, 600, 1200. I think that okay. correlates with what, you're, what you're just saying regarding like though, when people are talking about homes in March, it's like right now, yeah. here's what you can do. March, you might not want to do either, but like you got to live somewhere. You have to pay it. Yeah. You got to yeah. pay the man. Either way, you're, you have to live somewhere. Got to go in your house. Oh, and right now, so this might be foolish, but I'm like, well, I have two months to kind of like break that part. If that's not it, like I need, <laughs> so I'm trying to like, I turn it on yesterday to 104. I'm wasting, I'm sp- I'll probably spend like $50 in power mm-hmm. to to make sure under warranty, like we're good. It's been like 50 degrees outside, 50 something, uh, at 63 right now, but at night it gets down to 50. Have the thing at 104, I'll have to change the whole setting to turn it into like human boiling mode. And it's been staying at temperature, but it's, like, oh, it's just running, running, running. So far it's been great. It hasn't tripped the break or anything. So I think we're good. I think, I think okay. that's the part. So that's my little insurance to make sure we get everything replaced under warranty at the lower cost. Nice. So that's, it's a love hate though. Cause that's like end of the day, like, out there i'll go out there like six o'clock at night just like okay that's good i'll make dinner now all set well you know what is that is that it for this week that's it that's it for this week awesome i think this is pre-recorded but i'm gonna say it anyways because it's so much fun thanks for listening don't forget to become a member for free of deconvert's all access community app for home builders and developers watch behind the scenes videos from the podcast frequent exclusive postings and analysis from the dyc team access to private hangouts and much much more see you Hi. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peek, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.